unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Dun on it, dun on it. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. Dun on 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 on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. But truth be told, I'm learning a lot about this fluffy bullshit, and it's actually got a lot of meat to it. So stay tuned. But yeah, we've been talking about love and fierce and all that good stuff. So uh, soul spirit and all that happy stuff that kind of guides us on our journey here in life. So welcome to the Raw and Unscripted show every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place for raw and unscripted conversations with either just me coming to you uh, transparently and vulnerably telling you what's going on in the world or with a wonderful guest having a conversation that you are a part of. You are a part of this conversation. You guys, yes, you, the misfits for life of the kick-ass nation. You guys are a part of the conversation. So as always, engage with us in the comments, ask us questions. Um, if you're watching this on the replay, again, ask us questions. We'll come back there and we'll see the comments and we'll answer those for you um, to the best of our ability. So thank you so much. Uh, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We've got Megan Watson in the house. Megan Watson. Watson. Good evening. Good evening. She says, hello. Hi. We got Monique in the house. Monique says, good evening. Hello, Monique. Good to see you. Thank you for spending your time with us. Robert Brooker's in the house. He says, howdy, Christopher and Megan. Howdy, Robert. Good to see you, brother, here. And we got Christine Hendricks in the house. What's up, Christine? Thank you so much for being here. Um, and uh, Monique is, is, is pinging her mom. She's like, mom, you got to get in here and see this motherfucker. He's crazy. He tells it like it is. It's so fun. Thank you, Monique, for telling your mom. I appreciate you. Tammy Storm's in the house. She says, hello, Christopher Roush and Lynn Serrano. Hello, Tammy Storm. I love that name. That's a race car name. That's like a total racing name. Tammy Storm, please step up to the, to the podium to accept your first place victory for driving 17,000 miles in a spaceship. I have no idea where that just came from. <laughs> uh, I'm in a weird mood. Uh, Scott, what's up, buddy? He says, hey, Christopher. Another Scott. Scott Goya, what's up, brother? How are you doing? Yes, happy Tuesday night to all of you beautiful people uh, here in Ron and Scripted Land. Yes. Uh, so keeping you up to date in the life of Christopher Roush real quick. Uh, today is day number 29 of 75 hard. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I st am still committed to this program, uh, even more so than ever, because today I had a huge setback. I woke up and not only did my back hurt, but my other side of my back hurt all the way down my left leg, which has never hurt before. It's always been my right side, literally to the point where it was taking my breath away and I couldn't even hardly walk. But what did I do? I kept going. I put ice on it to give a little rest, did a little bit of stretching, started moving again, went and rode my bicycle for 45 minutes around the neighborhood. I'll tell you that story in a second. And uh, starting to feel better. Put the heating pad on it, doing a little bit more stretching, put some icy hot on it, doing whatever I got to do to keep going because 75 hard is not going to stop me. I had four people today. So Chris, you need to stop this. You're killing yourself. And I'm like, I'm going to cure my back or I'm going to kill it. Either way, I'm going to get better. That's it bring the pain on. Let's go. Let's dance. That's what we got to do. We're always running away from the pain. We're always running away from the shit that makes us uncomfortable. And guess what happens? It follows us everywhere. 
we have to let that shit go ladies and gentlemen we have to sit there and we have to rise up and be stronger than we actually are because we don't realize how strong that we actually are you know we sit there and we put ourselves kind of back you know when we think about the other people that are so capable of things we believe and pour into others so much more than we pour into ourselves and sometimes we need that inner shock that inner strength to really stand up above that and go you know what listen i'm not gonna fucking stop no i'm gonna blow the wheels out this motherfucker that's what i'm about i told my wife today i said you're living proof you can see me all the things that i go through if anybody ever asked you know is christopher really like that you could sit there and fucking say yes he is she saw me today i was like i was looking for my cane i couldn't hardly fucking walk but i'm doing better thank you scott i appreciate that yeah it's been crazy man it's been a fucked up week uh, my cat my favorite cat whiskers he left last monday night and did not come back and uh so i am heartbroken uh yeah he is like my little soul kitty he came and adopted us january 8th of 2020 i took over 736 pictures of him i love that cat uh he was an indoor outdoor cat and uh you know shit happens and that's the kind of life you lead but at the same time uh part of there's some guilt because i closed the door on him before last time i saw him uh so yeah it's kind of a fucked up emotion but so all different things going on in the life of christopher roush but all positive because it's the part of the journey that we get to low we get to we get to grow, grow through right you know, it's those down times where you're sitting there questioning yourself and questioning, like, do I give up? Do I go back to what's comfortable? Do I go back to what's safe? You know, I'm on 75 hard. Yes, I would love to have a couple of drinks right now and relax and be able to just just chill out. But no, I'm not going to do that because that's not that's not going to get me closer to my stated goal. So again, you guys heard me talk about that. What is our stated goal? And the guest that I have on tonight has a stated goal. She has had a stated mission in her life to take all the tragedies, to take all the setbacks and realize that they were all happening for her to be able to come forward, to be able to tell her story in such a congruent and authentic fashion that would really just blow your mind and what we're going to be talking about tonight. So fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen, because tonight I have the author of this book right here. I just got finished reading it called Long Story Short Ride, Twist, Turns, Live, Love, and Let Go. I should say Let the Fuck Go by Lynn Eileen Serrano. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Raw and Scripted Show. Miss Lynn Serrano. What's up, Lynn Serrano? What's up, Kickass? How are you, sister? Oh man, I love you. I'm so excited to be here. So many great people that are on here. So I'm excited to be here and honored. And I'm glad you got to read the book. Yes, yes, got to read the book. We're going to be talking about that big time. But I uh, just want to sit here and acknowledge a few people. We got Ray in the house. What's going on, Ray? Say, say, uh, thank you for being here. I'm like sitting there trying to read and talk at the same time. We got Dion Davis in the house. He goes, hey, 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 what's up? Yeah. Um, what's up? Thank you so much for being here again. Tammy Storm's in the house. Uh, Christine yeah. Hendricks says, uh, hopefully she, he'll come back. Sometimes they leave for a while uh, and come back. Yes, I firmly believe that. I'm holding my heart out for that. I have been talking to God, universe, source, spirit guides, any anything in the in the ether that'll listen to say, listen, Tom, I'm sorry. Tell him to get his ass back here. He's never leaving my house again. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, it is life. It is life. So anyways, I just wanted to capture some of those comments. Thank you guys for being here. Like I said before, at the top of the show, if you missed it, you guys are a part of the conversation. So please engage with us, ask us questions, uh, comment on what's going on here. But uh, Lynn, this book, you know, let's just get, you know, as far as your cat, my, my dad, his dog, he had a Pomeranian and it was an adorable dog and it left a few times and he waited a couple days and things happened. But it seemed like every time my dad would get poured, pissed off and say, oh, Forget it. Forget it. He'd pack up all his stuff and put it in a little bag. That's it. He's gone. I don't care. And as soon as he would do that, the dog would show up. So just act like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't know. It just worked for my dad like four or five times. Like, wow. yeah, he was heartbroken for a couple of days. And then somebody goes, I found your dog, you know? And, and yeah, because they'd always see him in the neighborhood, you know, but yeah, 
but he'd he'd have to get pissed off and say, forget it. And he'd show up. <laughs> All right. I'll try that right after this show. I'm going to get pissed off and I'm going to give up. So, no, say, forget I it. <laughs> I don't know how to get pissed off and give up. Well, actually, I do know how to get pissed off. Well, he was trying. He was just trying to act like tough love or, you know, like, I, I don't give a shit. It's just, a, right. it's just a dog, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing when you really, when you really think about it, I didn't know how much of a hold that cat had on me, but uh, there's something deeper in that. But anyway, tonight we're here to talk about you and talk about deep ladies and gentlemen, I just got finished reading this book. It is a long story and it is a very short ride. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. Lynn, at this point in your life, not giving out your age, what prompted you to take a lot of very vulnerable and tragic and traumatic and fucked up moments and put it in writing for the world to see. Why now? What's going on with that? Well, you know, I have my own podcasts and shows and stuff, and I find that I, I share stories on my show. And in doing that, one day, April 15th, I happen to say, you know, I should write a book. And, you know, sometimes when you say things, you know, you, you, you put them out there and you're like, you got to keep yourself accountable. And I said I should write a book and I already had a, a trip planned to go see my dad and then go to New York. And I was like, I gave myself a time frame. So I did it within three weeks. It was published, but it was really hard um, to go back and do the stories. But um, and I'm going to share with people and I encourage other people to do it. But one, I have three daughters and, um, you know, their life wasn't always great for some of the shit that I went through. And um, and I don't want to give the whole Thing away with the book or whatever, but it's it's not the whole story. It's just half the story, and it's just, you know, it is a roller coaster. But the biggest thing was is that um, I had I I felt there was things and holes that my kids didn't understand, and I just felt that, you know, my family needed to uh, know things that they didn't know before, and um, you know, it was just the time. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm 55, and so I just felt that when I realized that I overcame a lot of different things that. They everything in the past. I mean, it's just like when you have a baby, you don't sit there after you have a baby and say, oh, my gosh, I remember the whole pain. I mean, it goes away because you have the love for that child. You let the pain go. Same thing when you go through physical, mental, you know, and verbal abuse and everything. You have to let those things go and know they're in your past. They can't hurt you now. If you live in the present, you can release those things. It's like a Charlie horse. What are you supposed to do when you have a Charlie horse? Relax, relax and let go. Matter of fact, it happened to my dad the other day. And I said, he's like, oh, I said, relax, let it go. Relax. So, relax. I love you too, Christine. Right? Yeah, yeah. Chill out, dad. Chill out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. we'll put a little pepper on it. It'll be fine. Yeah, and it was Where's kind of that Italians? <laughs> uh, you know, Latinos, Hispanics, whatever, you know, it's all whatever. Put a little food but, on it, it'll be all right. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and the coolest thing is um, I had a brother, I uh, have a brother that actually came to town to see me and then another brother that just moved back in the area here. So I got to see my brothers and we were reminiscing a little bit and, you know, they were, and I was just sitting there quietly because everybody has a, their own perception of what's happened in the past, right? Yes. And so, you know, everybody has a little piece of the puzzle. But when I wrote this book, it was my perception. I didn't name any names. I gave, you know, I got the hot guy, I got this, or I got that, or I got this or that. But, you know, it was a matter of sticking to the to the facts and to the story, not elaborating to anything else, but, you know, the authentic parts that, that uh, you know, we all go through good and bad in our lives. And sure. going through good and bad in our lives, we have to realize the peaks and the valleys. And we have to realize that that's a gauge. Without those gauges, you don't know any better. 
And so I started realizing that, you know, having a sixth grade teacher and all these things, it, you know, I could have went, you know, and look at a, we're all freaking fucking all sensitive now, right? Yeah, we're, we're human beings. But the thing is, is if you could take that sensitivity and take that as fuel to fire and to spark yourself to say, that's what you think, but that's not what I think. And I'll show yep. you, you know, you know, if you can, you will, you know, and the whole nine yards. I'll show you and I'll take pictures. That's, right. that's yep. what I love that meme. I know whenever I post that, you love that one. You know, oh, yeah. Don't tell me I can't do it. I'll go do it twice. And I'll take fucking pictures. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so along those lines of what you just said, you know, thinking about what you have shared in this book, which we'll talk about, um, my immediate question is what has been the reaction of your friends and family who have read through said book and went, Oh, did not know points A, B, C, F, G, and H. Uh, what has been the reception uh, been like for you? Um, they can't believe that I'm I'm not bitter and that I'm I turned out the way I did. And they don't even know half the stories. Though actually, when I looked at that, those were pieces of cake compared to the rest of the stories. And and that's just it. That's what that's what I'm telling you is when you look through what you've gone through and you realize those things stepped you into the next challenges in your life that were bigger than those things that carried you for so long, you truly realize that you do get stronger and you realize what really matters. Oh, oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. So, you find out what really matters. That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, so no, so no negative feedback. No, no, retaliation, oh, no, no, like, that's no, great. Not, no, more so they always said, Lynn, I had no idea. And you've always just downplayed um, what you've been through. And it's, I don't really like to talk about myself. I am an introvert. And yet I know nothing's going to change. I, you know, I was very catatonic and very reserved for many things and lots of shame for many years and things like that. And so I realized that I cannot be the only, I'm the only one that can be the best advocate for myself if I speak. And, uh, you know, so, so here I am out of my comfort zone and knowing that I'm, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks anymore. I mean, I just, I'm just sticking to the truth, but you know, I did hide I'm my name. Apologetically honest. Yeah. You know, and that's, it, it's so much easier to tell the truth and to be honest. And it's sad when people bring you into their stories and want you to lie or hide parts of it because it mm. impacts them. And I don't buy into that. I mean, I yeah, they didn't want to hide when they were doing it to you. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Not me telling them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's still sad because people that do come out and um, tell their stories of, you know, sexual abuse or, or, you know, an uncle or anybody doing things to them or this and that people still like to believe that they're lying or why didn't you say something sooner? And that is why I never spoke because I saw how they got treated. Yeah. And I didn't want to go through that scrutiny. So I was like, stick that I'm staying quiet. And, mm -hmm. you know, but now I say, fuck that, because if it wasn't for the people that spoke up, then that empowered me. And because I got empowered, it's to pay it forward, um, mm. you know? And so I was 42 years old when I finally talked about some things that I never talked about before, you know, and I had a nervous breakdown, the whole nine yards, blah, 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 you know, and then, you know, you're, you're marked for damaged and all this stuff. And then I ended up having my own lingerie business and stuff and reinvented myself again, as I did many times and uh, realized my value and realized that, you know, Sometimes your regular people might not give you a chance, but there's a lot of people in the world 
And it what I'm grateful for the ones that have given me a chance that have gotten to know me and that actually cared about getting to know me to make a difference. And, you know, I have compassion for people who have addictions and things like that because people write them off and they don't care. And it only takes one or two people to care or believe in you for you to believe in yourself. Sometimes you can't do it for yourself, but you can do it for somebody that, that you don't want to let down or that you respect. And it doesn't matter what you take. Sometimes when you're digging up from a, from a ditch, it, you're clawing your way. You're clawing your way. You'll take anything to survive and you'll take it from that. And that's what truly is important is not to, you know, uh, it, there's a verse, Proverbs 3, 5, 6, the lean not on your own understanding. And that helped me in my near-death experiences and stuff. And sometimes you got to realize life is already set forth. You just have to lean not on what you believe, you know, what what you don't know, but you have to have trust that's mm -hmm. greater, bigger than you. You could call it God, universe, whatever. But your belief system, you have to correct your belief system to go on. Big time, big time. We're going to jump on that in just a second. I just want to capture some comments. We got some other people in the house. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, let's see, Ray's in the house. I already got that. Uh, Helen Levos is in the house. What's up, Helen? Um, everybody's saying hello, hello, hello. Patricia Geiger is in the house. What's up? I hold you around my heart, Lynn. That's so beautiful. Uh, Thank you. Helen says, Lynn is truly a warrior. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, let me see, just trying to make sure I catch these, uh, catch these, uh, comments right here. Ray says I could speak from a dear, was a dear friend standpoint. Lynn Serrano was there for me at my worst. So has Christopher Roush. Take that for what it's worth. Love you both. Thank you. We love you too, brother Ray. We love you too, brother Ray. That's what's all about. So again, uh, Lynn, you were going to share something with the audience that you were kind enough that you wanted to bestow upon them. You want to share that now, and then I'm going to jump into my next question. Yes, I'm going to pick five people tonight to I'm going to send tomorrow, as long as you're in the US, because I've sent books out of the country and it's a lot right now. But I'm going to send five books in the US. So if you're USA, put a USA in there. And if you'd like a signed autograph, I will put it in the mail tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I'm in East Coast right now. Not saying East where. Coast. Yeah, she's on East Coast. She's chilling in on the East Coast. And I'm here on the West Coast, Pacific Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Okay. So your journey, obviously within the book, and you can share which stories you like out of the book. I'm going to pick some stuff out of there in a second. Um, the thing that comes to my mind, like you said before, people were surprised that you're not bitter. Talk to us about that process of everything you've, you've been, I mean, betrayed, lied, stealed, every, every opportunity to, to fuck you over in your life. You've had that happen. And then some, how do you find the ability to have empathy and forgiveness for those who have wronged you so many times in your life? Talk to us about that path because there's many people that I've seen that have been wronged as well. And I seen how they handled it. I seen how people treated them and having those things as examples allowed me to realize, well, shit, I don't want to be, I, you know, I don't want to um, stand up for something and have somebody talk about my past or the things in my life that I'm not happy about and things like that, you know? And, and so I had two sides of the coins here. I mean, I, you know, in ninth grade and some of my friends are here that know and may rest in peace. Don Brown uh, passed away when we were in ninth grade. And, uh, you know, it was just really hard because some people didn't know him and some of us knew him. And, you know, he was very quiet, introvert. And, and the whole lesson there is I learned over the years when people pass away, people regret 
not saying what they wanted to say. And then, or they, they knew that they were bad, but there was good things about them that you didn't know about them. So just seeing all the different emotions and how, if we're together and we love each other and we forget, just like this all political bullshit, we forget when we love somebody, we have only now to spend time with people and to love them. I mean, we are on barred time more than ever now. And so with that said, why can't we love and let go? That's like my biggest thing. And so I, the people that have wronged me, I'll tell you what, I feel bad that they felt that bad to do the things they did because I've seen the paybacks. And so with that said, from you, you don't leave this world without do, getting your dues of what you do. So I have lessons and stories and I'm going to write a lot more books. And there's just truth in this, in, in this theory. I mean, mean people end up being the most humble, caring people, especially when they get older. I kid you not. I kid you not. We all have stories. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I knew you'd remember that. Laura. So yeah. Yeah. She's so, like uh, Don Brown. Wow. Still yeah. friends with the sister. Yeah. So Going back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Money says, so, Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. So Thank you for sharing that with us because I couldn't I couldn't agree more with all the divisiveness and everything else that's going on. It's like, you know, we tell people that you can look through life through one of two lenses. You can look through the lens of love and see the perspective that there's opportunity and there's possibility and there's there's ways to seek first to understand and to heal and to bridge and to make the world a better place. Or we can look at life through the lens of fear and hate and judgment and, and expectations aren't being met and all that other different stuff. You're right or I'm right and you're wrong and all that divisiveness. So I love what you say because that is so massively important right right now in the world. And you do, you are the epitome of it. I mean, you do demonstrate that with your show. I've been on your guys' show, you and Brian's show, uh, Raw and Real, which I love the fact that it's just, it's so cohesive and you guys bring up great topics and everything else. Um, in writing the book and, and let me just, uh, let me just look at one of the stories. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell us the, uh, fried onions and Kool-Aid story? Mm. As a matter of fact, we were talking about that today with my brothers. And I want to acknowledge Scott Jones here, who does great um, addiction training counseling center. And uh, it's just amazing what he does. So thanks for being here. Um, yeah, the Kool-Aid thing. Um, we'd get to see my dad once a week and we'd get to eat at McDonald's on Friday night. My mom would buy groceries for two days, uh, well, a day and a half. And we'd go literally five days with just... There's uh, five of my siblings, well, me and four others, and we literally would, and it was summer, so there was no school, there was no, you know, breakfast or hot lunch at school, you know, I mean, just no, nothing. We would literally fry onions and just have Kool-Aid with no sugar. I mean, like, it, yeah, I actually, we all weighed, we all weighed the same. I anyway, mean, it was just, yeah, that was just a really, that was my seventh grade year of school when you're supposed to be developing and having good nutrition and, and all those things. So yeah, it was, it was really, really rough. So mm. we, and my dad didn't know where we lived at that time. So it was, we would play outside and we'd have to run inside when my mom got home. It was tough. Mm. It was really so, tough. We, so when you look back on that experience now, what lesson, what lesson or lessons did you learn from that experience and how did that play out in the rest of your life? If it applies? Well, you know, it pretty much, you know, gave me compassion for kids being home and, and what a bunch of kids, you know, lack and, and what it does feel like to go home, you know, go without eating for days and, you know, having, being ill, 
you know, and, and malnutrition and things like that. And, and we grew up at first having all just natural homegrown stuff like chicken, eggs, potatoes, vegetables at home, the whole natural thing to go and starving to, you know, I couldn't even eat a regular hamburger. I mean, I still have health issues as far as, as far as what I can eat and what I can't, you know, and uh -huh. I, sometimes I look at it as a blessing as far as I can't eat a lot of processed food, but you know, it's one of those things where, you know, um, you, you, you just survive, you just, you know, truly survive. And it just, you know, I'm the kind of girl that when I see a, a kid at the Dairy Queen or I go anywhere and I see a kid by a store, I mean, I give them money or I go get food and I give it to them and, you know, make sure that they eat. You know, I, I do those things because it's summertime and their parents are not around. So, yeah, that's really really important for me to make sure kids eat. So I ask them questions. Did you eat? What do you like? You know, and things like that. So yeah. you are a sweetheart and I might be having internet issues again. Um, if I freeze, don't pay any attention to us. No big deal. Uh, so Scott Jones says, uh, right here, what's up, Scott. Thank you for being here on the Ron scripted show. Uh, he says, everyone chooses their life by choosing their perspective. It's always our choice. I love that, Scott. That's I, I, I preach that all every way, shape and form. I tell people if I could just, if I could just shift your perspective just a little bit, you know, change your perspective about your past, present and your future, get you on the right path, navigating in the right direction. It's, it's amazing what people can accomplish. So man, thank you for, uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, and Patricia says here, she says, uh, it's a roller coaster and we learn uh, lessons along the way, but humility and forgiveness makes us whole. Yes, it truly does. It really does. It brings us back to center and how we start in this world. Uh, Dion asked a question. I, I'm not sure this is uh, if you didn't hear, but I think I'd ask the same thing. But what role does forgiveness play in the healing process? Is that is that a different answer than or a different question than what I asked? I'm not sure. Well, basically, you know, when you see what happens to people that are terrible in life, you got to start looking at yourself and saying, shit, what have I done that's going to come back to bite my, me in the ass? And if that doesn't fix you, then you're fucked. Because I promise you, you won't leave this world without, without you getting it back. Sincerely, one way or another, you will get back what you gave. And the thing is, is you got to atone to it or realize that, you know, you still have a chance that you may not be able to make them amends in that situation. But going forward, if you can make an amends or help someone else out and, you know, admit, hey, I've been wrong and, you know, and I'm not perfect, you know, and it took a long time for me to take compliments from any, everybody because I thought I was bad. I was broken. I was no good, you know, and then I realized, you know, I, I mean, I, I learned you know, better skills and realize that, you know, because there, there are parts that you got to realize you were in that situation for a reason. You know, I was very naive and, and too trusting and a lot of shit. And I, I own my part in these things, but again, owning my part and going forward, you've got to forgive everything and let go because if you don't, it just holds you back. It does. It does. I love Laura. <laughs> Karma is a bitch. Only if you are. I yeah. Love that. <laughs> I love, I've, I've seen that in play. I've seen that in play. It's actually saved me from making really stupid decisions in my life because I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna let karma handle it, you know? And sometimes you get to see it and sometimes you don't. Uh, Ray says this, he goes, I love you both. You are givers and you uh, make a difference. Thank you both. We love you too, Ray. We appreciate you, brother. 
Um, in the book, you obviously share a lot of different stories. Uh, I know I'm writing my book about me and my mom, and I didn't realize it when I said, oh, I'm going to write this book, that part of that process was really having to dig up the dirt and dig mm. up the weeds and dig up, dig up the soil of those stories to really put them in context and put them in the visualization for the people to read. And I found as I was doing that, I remembered a lot of stuff that I did not want to remember. Um, like stories about calling the police and having to go out outside of the house at six years old, my hands up in the air because they weren't sure who was going to come out swinging. And I was like, I forgot about that. What, what story or stories in the book, when you got to it, you're like, okay, I'm going to tell this story. And then you started getting into it, that you started realizing that maybe you hadn't processed everything out of that story or so it brought up something different for you. Well, put it this way. When I wrote it, I had a couple people read, read it and I never went back to reread it. And I say that because what I did was I skimmed through a lot of stories. And my point was to show good and bad in all the different situations and to realize that right now those don't affect me. They have molded me and they have made me who I am. However, I don't allow those things to hold me back. I mean, literally for, for the time I turned 12, thir 13, actually seventh grade, I went, I left my, my given birth name Eileen to Lynn. I literally, like I couldn't, even if you said it, like it was a trigger, it was traumatic. Now I can say Eileen. Now I, you know, I mean, it's, it, it was those different things. So, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta realize that you gotta review those stories and realize that the, it's okay to look at those stories, but you're not there. You're not defied by them and that you're okay. And that I have, I have, in the past, I've just like felt like it was an outer body experience, like it, it happened to somebody else and not me so that I could handle it. And because, like I said, like giving birth, I mean, that's painful shit. I don't carry the pain of that. I think of the blessing of my kids. And that's what I choose to focus on. So it's really releasing um, th the hurt and letting go and saying that was a different chapter. It's truly our chapters in our lives. You and I, you and I agree so much on that. I talk about that all the time. It's like, you know, you look at it, you, we get to write the chapters of our book. You know, I was just telling somebody today, I said, we get the opportunity every single day to write tomorrow's chapter with the choices and the decisions of who we are, who we decide we are today and who we're going to be tomorrow. You know, who do I need to be today in order to become and get to the place that I'm going at tomorrow. So I love that because, you know, it really is, it's true. It's about it's about waking up and realizing, you know, what the priority is in life and what means the most in life. In your journey, Lynn Serrano, what have you found to mean the most in your life? If you had to sum it up in a few sentences, like really means the most, what, what, what is the meaning of life for you? Well, this book brought it full circle to me was I found, I was trying to find every fucking excuse not to write this fucking book, but I knew that I said I was going to write the book. I had a deadline. I'd say, if you're going to write a book, don't put a deadline because that's really hard on you. But sincerely, the fact that it's amazing how many fucking excuses we can come up to with not to do something and be justifiable. I mean, be justifiable to our, but it's bullshit. We're just lying to ourselves. Instead, when you let yourself be vulnerable and share and other people realize, oh, shit, she's human. She poops like me and vice versa. When we realize that all we need to do sometimes is to hear one another's stories then we can feel more comfortable to be vulnerable and to be ourselves and let go of the fucking excuses. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you, how do you get over your excuses? How do, how do you, how do you overcome your um, excuses? I start, ch I change them as soon as they keep popping up. I go, no, Lynn, that's not the answer. Nope. You can't listen to that. It's got to be po positive. You've got to let go when it starts. You just let go. Nope. That's not the end. Nope. That's an excuse. Nope. 
everything we say most of the time is an excuse. And I still catch myself. I'm I'm not perfect. I, I do excuse, but then I call my bullshit. I'm like, okay, that's bullshit. But really what, you know? And so, um, you know, it's hard because I've got, you know, I'm, I'm kind of crippled up as far as the pain and stuff like that. But, you know, I was a bodybuilder. So I turn, I turn it now to stretching when I stretch for the pain. I'm like, oh man, I worked out really hard. I didn't, but I have to say that so that I don't have to take morphine or drugs because I don't like taking drugs. I mean, if I can help it. So, you know, like I said, it's just using the tools you have and use something from your tools to, to get through it, you know? Um, sometimes it's just the matter. It's always a, a sh mind shift. You got to shift that mind. It, you just got to shift it. I mean, it's like, if you don't take a shower, I mean, hello, you need to take a shower. You need to do this. There's a lot of things you need to do. That'll make you feel better. Yes, As, and working yes. out is, is like awesome. So it's all about self-love, self-love. We got some, uh, we got some more comments in here. Monique says, uh, karma takes a long time for some. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Teresa says, uh, we always have to hope that what goes around comes around. Yes. I believe in the golden rule. Absolutely. Uh, Patricia says, Christopher and Lynn's stamina prevails. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's what, that's what, what grinds, what grows. Monique says, people treat me wrong. I just wish them well and stay the person I am. Absolutely. That's why I just, good luck. You, you, you hold on to that belief. You know, I'll, I'll you know, keep doing what I'm doing. If I can tell people this too, there's sure. a lot of times that I have to say, especially when I'm pissed off or mad at somebody and I got to rant at first, I say, Lynn, you've got to let that go because remember you did the right thing and you've got to live with yourself. So if you always know to do the right thing is the best, you can live with yourself because that's the person you live with 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. You got to do. You got to. Uh, let's see. Ray says, uh, Ray says here, he goes, I love it. It's really hard to write it out trying, but um, takes great healing. Yes, absolutely. Nicole Tiffany Cruz is in the house. She says, this is fire. She goes, yes, become the person who can handle and overcome shit. We love you, Tiffany. Yeah. Nicole, Nicole Tiffany Cruz. I love that. Sounds like an actress name. Yeah. Um, was it uh, Ray says, I love it when Lynn just starts letting F bombs fly. <laughs> well, you are on the wrong description show. So, uh, uh, yeah, Monique says, I started listening to Christopher Roush every day. I say no excuses. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Helen is in the house. She says, uh, PRG that's has Puerto Rican. That's Puerto Rican uh, goddess. That's what that is. Puerto oh, Rican goddess, Puerto Rican goddess <laughs> has many tools. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to refer to you as the holy PRG, the PRG. <laughs> well, no, it's uh, funny. When I first got on Facebook, finally I told my friends that I grew up with that I was Puerto Rican because there was a lot of people that were prejudiced and didn't like the Puerto Ricans. And so, again, I watched how people acted. So was I going to say I was Puerto Rican again? No, man. I just sat back and I watched. And you see, I got to love people that actually hated my nationality and it's only because they were ignorant, okay? But they realized how wrong they were to judge. So again, you know, ha-ha on them because they loved me and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Isn't that the best? Isn't that best when yeah. people are like expecting you to fail or something like that and they just like, what is it about you that, and I get that all the time. What is it about yeah. you, Chris? I'm like, I'm just me. I'm just like, yeah. people, some people like me. Some people are like, what the fuck is that guy? I'm like, okay, good luck. Have fun. You know, there's 7 billion, 8 billion people in the world. I'm good with you. I'm good. I'm good. Patricia, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Uh, gain uh, excellent uh, expedient wisdom by leaving your excuses behind. Yes. 
And actually, I'm digging into micro excuses, ladies and gentlemen. What are your micro excuses? What's really holding you back? Uh, Leah's in the house. She says, uh, keep inspiring growth in people, Lynn. Yes, That's yes, yes. Cousin. I love you, Lynn's Leah. Thank you guys so much for being here. If this has resonated with you, please share this out. I mean, this is an amazing story, this amazing conversation with Lynn, uh, being vulnerable and honest with us tonight, talking about your journey. I wanna go to a second for what's going on in the world today and all the mayhem and the chaos that's going on there. People are losing their minds. Some people through COVID have pivoted and done a great job in rediscovering new lives and new opportunities and new passions, letting go of old beliefs, You know, really rocketing. I've seen some people just really pivot out of this and go, man, I've been spending my entire life working for somebody else and doing, making their dreams happen. And I've been and I've been doing all this stuff that I thought I had to do. And, and now I've got this opportunity and this, this opportunity to make things better. And they're going out and doing it. And yet, we have people who are still sitting there. When's it going to be my turn? What's going on? You know, and, and bitch pissing and moaning and expecting everything to change and happen overnight and, and causing divisiveness and hate and hatred and all this other stuff and thinking that they don't have the opportunity within themselves to change within, right? Everybody's expecting the change to happen outside, but tell people what it is that they can do based on your journey. You're living proof. I am living proof that you put yourself first and you put one foot in front of the other towards the goal that you're doing. You're, you want most and you don't stop. You will get there. But some people are just so much in a victim status. Talk to us, talk to them specifically to get them out of that mindset, to shake and rattle and roll their brain so that they get up off their ass and they start taking ownership for their life. Lynn. I'm glad you I'm glad you said the word victim, Christopher, because that's the, just it. When you realize that you're sounding like a freaking victim, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a victim to anything. I'm not going to volunteer to be a victim to anything. And when you realize that, you say, fuck that. I'm not going to act like a victim. I'm going to be victor victorious and say, that shit's behind me. That does not defy me. And even if you didn't know about it, you wouldn't know about it. And that's why I love and I encourage everybody to write a book about their story because now it's in a freaking book. If you want to hear about the shit, that's where you're going to hear it. That's when I was being, I wouldn't say the victim. I was just sharing the story and the facts. But again, I'm not going to be a victim by sitting here to convince anybody my resume of my shit in my closet to do whatever. So what I'm saying is, is when you realize that you're telling your story, like you're, you're a victim, that's pitiful. That's sad because you need to pick up your own self. You need to be motivated to say, okay, I did act like a victim. I want life better and I got to be responsible for it. And so I just, I just know that when you realize that when people realize that your shit stinks and you're just being a victim right now to just get sympathy that's not working no more. That's just people are people. You got to be authentic and authentic is being vulnerable to say, yeah, I did this and that and letting go of it. And that makes you human. Okay. That makes you realize that, wow, you're just at the same level as I have, you know, and it just, when don't be a victim, be a conqueror and be somebody that can be just pay it forward. Just go ahead. If you see somebody or if anything inspires you here, go forward and just call your own shit and just let it go. You know, we do. We love stories of underdogs, right? And we mm -hmm. wouldn't know they were an underdog unless they were vulnerable. But they don't sit there and say, me, how are they going to win? How are they not going to be an underdog and win if they don't change and become conquerors over the the situation. And remember, everything is in the past. So start right now, create what you want. And who 
who, you know, my brother, you know, he, he's passed away four years ago. And I could say this, some people thought my brother, this or that, my brother always went where people just loved him. If you didn't like him tough, I learned a lot at his funeral. He had over 450 people. And that says a lot for, yeah, well-known people. I mean, like, yeah, you, you name it. And, and what it showed to me and told me for those that didn't like him or didn't, didn't respect his confidence or whatever, it didn't matter. He had a lot of people that loved who he was and saw him, you know, again, I mean, people see me so sweet. They're like, okay, she can't really be this authentic and this kind. Well, I've been dirted on. I've seen shit. I've seen whatever. I mean, the most nicest people, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a secret. That's not a secret. They've been through a lot of fucking shit. And it's because of that, that they have learned and they are authentically good people because they know. And I really do love to see the good in everybody, even the bad people, because people give up on them. And that's the sad thing. Hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And people give up on themselves way too early too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Potential spam go away. I don't need to be in there. I'm on I'm doing a live show right here, potential spam. Jeez, these people. Uh, no, I, I love what you I love what you said because you know it really is true. It really is about you know identifying for ourselves. You know where where is it when we're gonna have enough, right? I talk to people mm -hmm. in very stressful situations, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I, like literally, you're hoping, wishing, and praying that something is going to change someday that is going to fix your problem that you have helped create. What do you expect to shift, right? You have to. You, you have to you have to get off your ass. I mean, you have to have, you have to change what's not working for you in order to, to to create a different outcome. Yeah, you I'm gonna call my yeah, I'm gonna call myself <laughs> out too. It's like I've given up on myself many times because of the fucking people that have been around me. Have so much. I've lost a hundred pounds twice, and I'm going to to lose it again this third time for the last time. But I gave up on myself many times, and I mean, I, I I'm not happy about where I I let myself go, but I did. I just was like, you know what? Ain't nobody whatever, you know? And it's like, it's okay. Because I've also learned to enjoy that because people, when I've lost a hundred pounds, they say, Oh my gosh, Lynn, you look so good because you look like shit before. It's like, nice. I know what you think now that I gained the weight back. But I just love the fact that it gives me fuel to say, if you judge me by the way I look now, keep judging. Cause when I get where I want to be and you come back, I'm going to love you. Hi, bye and see ya. Cause you know, and, and again, that'll be an inspiration to many people, but you know, I, I, I'm getting back there and I'm going to, you know, don't count me down. And I, you know, like I said, it, it's, I'm this slow giant that's going to show a lot of people, a lot of things that they weren't, you know, surprised that I could do because many times they didn't think I'd make it many times. People just thought less of me and that was okay because I had people that believed in me too. I've been down sometimes and it's always taken one person to be in my life. I mean, and that'll be in another book. How amazing. Some of the things when I've been down, that, I mean, one time 400 people in a church stopped talking to me. Another time it was going through foreclosure. Another time I needed a vehicle. I mean, there's just stories upon stories that everybody, but always God always brought the one person that could help me. N no jokes. So again, it, and and I, I never felt worthy of these things that were done for me. But I'll tell you what, miracles came when I felt like I shouldn't exist. You know, I'm an introvert. So when I don't, I'm not online. And I realized nobody ever, nobody messages to see 
how I'm doing or what's going on. But I will say, since I've been away for 29 days from home, I've had more people care or call me to see if I'm okay and whatnot. And that's made me feel really good. But I do notice that when I'm not online, nobody checks on me and that's okay. I'm not, that's not a victim thing. But what I'm saying is when my victim feeling comes, I'm like, fuck that, Lynn, you're here to love and give out I don't want anything in return. So it's okay if they don't call me. And that's how you got to look at it. You don't have to look at who's there, but what's there. You always have yourself. And that's who, you, you know, and why is it that we're always better to our friends than ourselves? That's sad. You can't avoid mm -hmm. that anymore. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. All right. I'm going to put these things on for a second because uh, I want to read a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I could see several neighbors come out to see what was going on. He then grabbed me while holding her and started to bash me into the car. And then I fell to the ground where I took my head, where he took my head and hit it on the sewer pipe. He opened the door and put our daughter in the back seat. I got up as fast as I could and went around to the front of the car. I tried to unzip the back of the Suzuki sidekick and my rings got caught in the spare wheel that hung on the back of the SUV. He walked down in front of the vehicle and he saw me and he still started the car and was shifting gears and I was slipping and then was drag dragging on the back. I really did not want to let go, but I could feel my body getting burnt and feeling the pain. So I had no choice but to say a prayer and let go. Let go. What the fudge cracker is talk? Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, and I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, we're going to have a link for the book here in just a few moments, but uh, wow. Well, you know, and wow. it's, it's all the things I quoted in there, and that's only part of the things that were actually in the uh, document um, because I, I, I just didn't remember. I didn't whatever. But luckily, because I screamed loud enough, there was witnesses, several witnesses. He thought because it was nighttime that no one was going to be there. And several witnesses came to the courthouse and testified affidavit and everything. So it wasn't about word, whatever. And so, yeah, and this is before 9-11. So our daughter got taken all the way down to Florida and he had to go to jail till he could produce her and, and things. Again, I had angels that day to, it was surreal. It was totally surreal what I went through and I couldn't see my daughter for two weeks till she was produced. And again, it's just, you know, and after losing a baby that I never met and that, yeah, so there's just a lot of things, you know, every one of my daughters have been taken away from me at one point in my life. So yeah on mother day, mother's day and things like that. So again, you just got to believe and let go that God sees everything and that, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have, so I have a final question before we're about to wrap up here. I titled part of this resiliency, because when I think of you, when I was, when I was reading the book, resiliency, you know, different terms can come up, but what does resiliency mean to you? What is what is what is what does your journey mean to you? And how do you want to take this this aspect and this pivot in your life? And what's next for Lynn Serrano? You know, I'm blessed that even though I've been through things, my daughters still love me despite not being, you know, who I could have been and all the fucked up mistakes and uh, things that I did, you know, that that are my fault and that they still love me. I'm just grateful for that and that, you know, my daughters have been my heroes and that um, we're trying to break, uh, you know, a family cycle, you know, violence and and tragedy and um, neglect and abandonment, you know, all those things, all those things. And so just knowing that if I can tell people that don't don't be afraid to just 
live for today and change whatever you want and get away from those that don't believe in you. Because being around people that don't believe in you is toxic and killing you. It's like taking bad medicine. I mean, seriously, don't do it. Don't listen. And if you have to be around those people, because for many years I had to, um, you know, for my safety and my kids' safety, all I can tell you is think of the better days ahead. Don't think of the shit that you're in, but think, you know what? This is today. It's just like when you go through bad weather on the highway. Keep going because the tunnel of happiness and start creating the happiness that you want because eventually today, the shitty day will be gone and you'll have the day you want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pure silk, pure silk. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, let's see, Ray just put this in. The, I think Ray put it in here, so I'll just save me. I think, oh, uh, thank you, Ray. I'm sending Ray, Ray a copy tomorrow. Is this a long story short ride? There's the link, ladies and gentlemen, the link. Go get this book. It is a quick read, but wow, it'll punch you between the eyes because of the perspective that you have, Lynn. Uh, so go get her book, support her. Um, this is amazing stuff. We got some comments I'm here I want to get to before um, uh, we let you go. We got uh, Ray says, I love you, Serrano Pepper. That is so cool. Um, Robert says, I have been there before once of abusing the love of emoji. Once of <laughs> sometimes I'm not sure. Uh, Helen says, just remember, I have the tiger. I love that. I love that. Ray says, uh, I would not be, yes, you would. I would not be here today without Lynn and Christopher in my hardest times. Oh. Take that with you and be that. Thank you, Ray. No, no, you're, you're an amazing dude, dude. You're doing the work, not us. You're yes, doing the work. That's right. That's right. Monique says, uh, very empowering. Thank you, Monique. Please share this. Please share this. She says, God bless you. you and God bless you as well. Um, Leah McCormick, uh, Leah says, I'm blessed to have Lynn as a cousin. We don't get together that often as we would like uh, distance, but family or not, Lynn is by far one of the most truest souls I've ever known, knowing what she's endured and being the amazing soul she is. And oh. short of uh, firing, love you. Oh, thank you. Look at that. It's so freezing again or something like that. Okay. So can um, I, yes, yes, can, yes, yes, yes. Can I ask um, everybody? Can, can, can I ask everybody put a USA? Second. Oh, sorry. In the comments. Hang on a second. Um, yeah. Uh, Mega says, uh, get away from those who don't believe in you. Like driving. Uh, oh, oh, you're quoting her. Uh, driving on the... For those of you guys listening on the podcast, let me try that again. Getting away from those who don't believe in you, like driving in bad weather on the highway, tunnel vision, bam. Yes, she dug that. Teresa says, heart, heart, heart. Monique says, USA. Yes, there are a few USAs up here. I saw them. Um, so, so Teresa, yeah. Monique, if you're in the US, I'm sending you guys a book tomorrow. Uh, friend me or message me and I will get your address and I'll send that out to you tomorrow. Yeah. And let saw, me know who you want me to... Uh, signed it too. Yeah, Teresa had that. Laura had USA. Oh, my cousin already um, has a book. Dion's getting USA. one. And Anita. It's like the Oprah show. Yay! Yeah, you get a book and Megan will get a book. Just message me, add me, and I'll send I you guys do. books. You are a sweetheart. Yes, yes. Um, I want to go back to that. Lynn is a, is truly a warrior. Yes, you are. Um, you've been amazing. Final thoughts, final words before I put you backstage and end out the show, Lynn. Just, just know that you can do anything you want to do. Uh, just believe in yourself. And if you're not sure the people that love you the most, ask them, what do you see in me? Why, why do you love me? 
And that will give you some sparks to start believing and knowing that you matter. So thanks for being here. I really appreciate you. And I'm excited to give you guys books. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? You are amazing, Lynn Serrano. Thank you for being who you I are. Mean. I am so excited to see what's next for you, be along that journey with you and for you. Uh, you are a rock star. I'm going to put you backstage here for a second okay. and end up the show. Uh, but everybody get in touch with Lynn. Get in touch with Lynn. Uh, she's an amazing soul. So uh, I'll be right with you in a second. Ooh, I told you. I told you it was going to be a riveting show. I, I told you there was going to be some interesting stories and some twists and turns based on the fact that that's what it says here in the book. Go get it, ladies and gentlemen. Support this woman. Support her message and the fact that she has love and empathy for the people who have wronged her, that she tries to see things through their eyes and their perspectives to seek first to understand, then to be understood. That's been one of the biggest factors in my life and my success is seeking first to understand, then to be understood, uh, to go in with a kind heart. Uh, and not so much a heavy hand anymore. It's really about, you know, where has that person been on their journey and where can we meet them potentially halfway and try to understand and, and get them to love themselves, right? There's so many people out there in the world right now who are hurting and what are they doing? They're trying to, to, they're trying to dissolve that hurt by going out and hurting other people or making things right or getting their angst out because they feel like they've been wronged in areas of their life when really it's tied to something else that they need to dig into with their own uh, childhood experiences. And that where that's where we have to account for ourselves, right? I posted earlier about the accountability mirror. Go look at the accountability mirror because that's your competition. You know, if you're looking at other people and comparing yourselves to what's going on in their lives, that's bullshit. That's that's the comparison is the art of enemies, is, is the enemy of, of greatness, right? I'm just trying to get all my my, my phrases uh, mixed up right there. Did you catch that? Uh, yeah, comparison is the enemy of greatness, right? Um, so stop doing that and think about where it is that you are today and what is it you can take responsibility for? You know, taking care of yourself. Are you hydrating yourself? Are you sleeping? Are you challenging yourself? Are you reading? Are you are you exercising? Are you getting out of toxic relationships? Are you finding out what you no longer want to tolerate in your life and getting rid of that? Or are you just taking on more angst and more anger about what's around you? Are you surrounded by people who are out there to get back at people? Are you out there with people who want to build a bridge and make the world a better place? By the way, help heal humanity. Go there, helphealhumanity.org. If you want to be a part of the organization that we're going out there worldwide around the spinning blue marble in the world, and we're making a difference. We're making a difference right here in the USA now. So if you're interested in that, we got those positions going on. But do what you can. Like Lynn said, pay it forward. Go out there and take your gift tomorrow and go make an impact in somebody else's life. Can you imagine if each and every one of us did that, just took our gift tomorrow and went and did one nice thing for somebody. If everybody in the world just did that one thing simultaneously, we all gave our gift. Can you imagine the momentum that would be created from that? Can you imagine the conversations that would be created out of that? Can you imagine all the healing and perhaps the end of suffering, the end of the hatred, the end of the divisiveness, and perhaps the beginning of conversations and collaborations and, and solutions that actually work for people instead of work for people who have high egos and big paychecks and want to rule the world because they have little dicks and no uh, real self-confidence. I don't know, just a stab at it. But anyways, you have the opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to walk away from the show and do something with your life, to do something different with your perspective. We hope you shifted it. If you've been in victim mode, listen to what Lynn said. Go back and watch this again. Take notes and, and start taking action on what it is that you can do. How can you let go of something that's not serving you anymore? You know, it's it's like it's like drinking poison, expecting somebody else to die from it. If you're continually waking up with that resentment and that hatred, guess what? It's going to shorten your life. It's going to wind up with regrets, and that's not a very kick-ass way to live. So, uh, I appreciate each and every one of you guys for being here. I love you. I love you. It's been a tremendous show. Teresa's in the house, Tammy Storm, Megan Watson, um, Ray, Robert, 
Uh, Tammy says, great show. Scott says, great show. Thank you, Christopher and Lynn. Uh, Helen says, awesome show. Always a reminder to be kind. Uh, Ray posts the, the helphealhumanity.org up there. Thank you so much, brother. Um, I thank each and every one of you for being here. Uh, whether you're on the replay or live, we're here every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, having great conversations where you're a part of that. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you for sharing this out. And most of all, please connect with Lynn. And we will see you back here next week for another episode of the Raw and Unscripted Show. I am Christopher Rush, your No Excuses Coach, wishing you a super, super kick-ass evening. Love you guys.